Let's go! Welcome to another episode of the Let's Go Hockey Podcast. We are super, super excited to have on Lindsay Fry, living legend in the girls game. She's done just about everything you can do. And so excited to have her back on. My name is Danny Heath of Project Hockey. And with me as usual is... Pete Kamen of Elevated Hockey. And I'm fired up. This is our first episode of 2021, I believe. We're getting back into the saddle, getting things fired up again. This is our second episode talking with Lindsay Fry. Uh, she joined us early on as she's one of our early guests. Talked about her career path and what she did in hockey world. And so this is kind of a cool opportunity to circle back with her um, and, and talk more about what she's doing now in the game, less about her career path and more about what she's doing now. And, you know, I'll tell you, Danny, when we were list, when we were talking with Lindsay, it kind of the theme that stuck out to me is just like how awesome our game is, but like positivity in the game of hockey. And I think Lindsay personifies that. And, and you'll hear in the interview why, like the three different points that we hit on is, is nothing but positivity and, and good, you know, great people doing great things in the game. And so I'm excited to, to share what she's got in the works right now. It's good stuff. Yeah, she's, um, we kind of hit on her unbelievable charitable work, her unbelievable new career work and her unbelievable way she's grown the game of hockey. She's done more in the game of hockey than a lot of people. And so super excited. Um, always hit that like button. Got a lot of love last year. And so we really want to keep this thing rolling. And so we're back and we're excited and hit that like button, cross check that like button, whatever your, your penalty preference is, but excited to be. Coach, am I missing anything before we hand it over to Lindsay? No, I think uh, this is the last thing I'll add in there is that, you know, Lindsay, not only is she a great ambassador for the girls, girls hockey, but she's a great ambassador for the game of hockey. And so even for the listeners, if they're not in girls hockey, there's a lot of takeaways in, in her being a model and an example of somebody doing great things in the game. And I think, you know, whether it's the girl side of the game or the boy side of the game is irrelevant because she's just doing good things in the game and, and making some really positive impacts and, and climbing that ladder within the game, which is really cool. So with that, I think we just uh, let Lindsay do her thing and jump into it. Do it. Let's go. Let's go. This interview is brought to you by TechTor Shields. TechTor have created shields that are technologically advanced and designed to allow for an athlete's peak performance while maintaining that needed level of safety that we are all so desperately seeking right now, specifically covering a player's nose and mouth area. All of TechTor's covering products include easy installation with a simple Velcro design, anti-fog material, very clean sight lines so you won't be distracted when you're trying to look down at the puck, and great breathability when they attach to your mask or bubble. They offer two variations of shields to accommodate your helmet. The 1.0 fits all current Bauer and CCM cages from adult to youth sizes. And the TechTor 2.0 fits directly onto your CCM VF1 and Bauer Concept 3 face masks for anybody that isn't up on their hockey products. These are the bubbles or clear shields you see so many people wearing on the ice. We have teamed up with TechTor to offer you, our wonderful listeners, 10% off a three-pack of their TechTor shields when you use the promo code Let's Go 10. That's L-E-T-S-G-O-10 for 10% off. So use that promo code through the month of January 2021 and get yourself a three-pack because so many of us need this extra level of protection just to get on the ice at our local rinks. So go pay them a visit at TechTorShields.com. That is T-E-K-T-O-R. 
S-H-I-E-L-D-S dot com and let them know that we sent you by using the promo code Let's Go 10. So please go check them out, Tektor Shields. Thank you so much to Tektor for sponsoring this episode. And now without any further ado, let's go to the interview. Born in beautiful Arizona, my home state, Harvard grad, U.S. Olympic hockey player, you name it, this girl's done it in the game of hockey. But now I'm more excited to talk about what she's doing and what she's digging into to really help grow the game, the stuff that she's she's promoting, um, and some charitable work that is honestly something that tugs at my heartstrings. And so people aren't here to, to hear me talk. So Lindsay Fry, welcome to the Let's Go Hockey podcast. How are you today? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Doing well, doing well. Yeah, thanks for coming back to the show. I'm excited to dive into kind of an update on what you've been doing in the hockey world. You were one of our early guests on the podcast, so it's been uh, we had a chance to get to know you a little bit and talk about your path in hockey, and and so it's good to kind of circle back and see what you've been up to since then. So it's good to have you on. Yeah, thank you. Two podcasts, one pandemic. We're doing all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean it's been a it's been a really busy time. Um, just a lot going on that we'll dig into. I think the thing I'm I'm most uh, excited about. I'm excited about a lot, to be honest. There's there's some really good stuff in the pipeline, but um, you know, one of the biggest things I've got coming up here in just uh, a couple days is um, on January 23rd. I'm doing an event called uh, Skating for Layton, and so uh, this story has kind of gone national, and so some people. Uh, who are listening may have already heard about it, but um, we, we've we had this amazing, amazing young girl uh, in Arizona. Her name's Leighton McCardo. Um, and about a year and a half ago, she started uh, battling cancer. Um, just terrible, terrible things she was dealing with. And uh, I mean, this was one of the most athletic kids I had ever met in my entire life. Uh, she got diagnosed at just seven years old, which is crazy. Um, and she... <coughs> last year, I guess two years ago now in 2019, um, for our hockey fights, cancer night, she came out, uh, and it was just incredible. I mean, she, she was an honorary member of the coyotes for a night. Uh, she got to be on the blue line. She got to, uh, take the opening face off, like just really an incredible night, uh, where she just got to forget about all the crap she was dealing with, with cancer and, and just be a kid for a night. And so, um, She's really become a part of our organization, um, and she, she I, I absolutely loved and so many of us loved. And uh, sadly, in November, uh, this past November, she, she did lose her fight and uh, ended up passing away, which was horrible. And, and still, I think we're all kind of coping with it in our own ways. Um, but I'm, I'm really excited. We've, we've got this uh, crazy event that I'm doing to kind of honor her. Um, with skating for Layton. So basically what I'm going to be doing is uh, throwing on my rollerblades and I'm going to be going around the entire Phoenix area. I'm going to go to every uh, rink in Phoenix, start at Phoenix Children's Hospital, which is where she obviously spent a lot of time um, with treatments and things like that. Uh, and then I'm going to hit up every rink throughout Phoenix and then end up at Gila River Arena where the Coyotes play. So it's going to be like a 12 hour day. And really the goal is to just raise awareness for the fighting spirit uh, that Leighton had and who she was as a person. And um, we're also raising money uh, for a Leighton Accardo Memorial Scholarship Fund that's going to help young girls like Leighton uh, play the sport that she loved so much. So 
um, it's, it's, it's going to be a crazy day. I've been training quite a bit for it. Um, so yeah, that's, that's coming up on Saturday. Oof. Yeah. Um, lots to unpack there. One, like, obviously my heart goes to like that girl did more. She fought harder in her life than, I mean, I have in my whole life. Right. And so it's crazy to, to think about that stuff and I'll, I'll do my best to hold back my emotions. I'm a pretty emotional guy, but, um, although she is so young and, um, her life is still living on in other people. And so like now that like you're doing this whole thing, I know people are kind of jumping on board. Like I've seen you skating with some people. I think, I think coach Tockett was out there with you and yeah. I, I believe in, and correct me if you're wrong um, or if I'm wrong, but um, was, was Leighton's brother out there with you a little bit? Yeah. So her brother came out um, and that, that skate was particularly special. Um, you know, so Leighton has three siblings, uh, her older brother, Larson, who's the one I skated with and then her two younger siblings. And um, of the four of them, Larson, the oldest, is probably the one I spent the least amount of time with. So I was a little nervous about that skate. I'm like, oh, man, what, what, what am I going to find to talk with, you know, an 11-year-old boy about? What if he, what, you know, what if he's shy? What if he doesn't really want to talk? Like, how's this yeah. going to go? And he, it was so amazing, you guys. Like, he he was just so chatty. Um, he was telling stories about, you know, when he and Leighton were doing surf camp together uh, when they were little and just... I think, you know, the thing that it's heartbreaking for that entire family, especially when you think about how young those kids are losing yeah. their sister and deal with that loss at such a, such a young age. But, um, you know, obviously it's, they've been going through this process too of seeing their sister go through this. And so it was just, it was really heartwarming to hear a 10, 11 year old kid processing all of this and speaking with such um, pride in his sister and, and just um, I think just, you know, sharing these amazing memories that he's, he's lucky enough to be able to take with him forever. So um, it was, I think it was just really inspiring for me. You know, if, if these kids can kind of handle this and process this, then the rest of us are, are going to get through this too. So that was, that was really special. Yeah, what a what a hard thing for uh, for young for anybody having to deal with is you know the loss of a loved one, but for a little kid to a young 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 family to have to wrap their heads around that and deal with the mourning and stuff, but like it brings out such maturity in those kids. I'm sure uh, being able to uh, skate with with, with the, the older brother there really see how mature that that kid probably is and how they you know get strength through that. But being able to celebrate that person's life in the way you are is is something special, and especially celebrate in a way you know, through the game that, that she loved and that kind of brings happiness to so many people. And so I, I really commend you on, on starting that scholarship fund or, or working to, to fundraise for that scholarship fund, because you can, um, you know, I've lost a loved one and we have a, a memorial fund set up in that in, in a similar way outside of hockey. And, and it's, it's really, for me, it's been about 15 years and it's fun to see how that scholarship is positively impacting lives that otherwise I would never come across. Yeah, so I'm really happy that you're sharing the story on here. I'm hoping that some people, some listeners, um, jump on board and 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 do some research and find out more about Leighton and more about the cause and about more about the memorial fund, uh, and hopefully help help out. Um, so what what are kind of the next steps before you get into the into the actual event here in the next couple of weeks? Where where are you on the on the planning process and and what's happening next? Yeah, training. so been training. It's, it's it's been interesting, you know, like the two most like comparable things physically that I've done to this is, you know, obviously training for the Olympic team, 
and then training for an Ironman that I did in 2017. Uh, that was kind of my crazy long endurance event. But you know, those are things in the in the case of the Olympics, right? Like I was training my entire life for that. Uh, in the case of, you know, the Ironman, I trained for a year in this, I have been training for like three months. So it's, it's definitely, a, I think a mental battle. Um, you know, I've had some some illnesses, not COVID related, but just, you know, end of the year, you get tired, your body starts wearing down and uh, skating, you know, 50 miles in a weekend on top of it, it doesn't necessarily help. So um, I've definitely been having some feelings of not feeling as prepared as I'd like to. But what I keep coming back to is like, I think to your point earlier, Danny, right? Like you've, you've never in your life had to fight like she did. That's what I keep telling myself. Like that girl went through chemo, just all the crap she had to go through with cancer. She like had multiple surgeries to remove parts of her organs and just like all this just unimaginable stuff. And then would come out and be at hockey practice or would be at baseball practice. And just like, I just keep reminding myself, like if she could do that, then I can do this on less training than I may have wanted, you know, in, in a normal circumstance. So, um, yeah, so it's really just kind of wrapping up my training and, uh, tapering it down a little bit as we get closer, trying to get a lot of rest, making sure I don't get sick. Um, and yeah, and just continuing to kind of rally the the community here in Arizona and throughout the country behind this cause because it's 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 very important to us that her memory is never forgotten. Right. Yeah, she's uh, an amazing girl. I mean, she played in the NHL, which is more than I can say. But um, how's the, uh, <laughs> me too. <laughs> how's the lace bite? Oh, it's getting a little better. Um, I I actually have a behind the mask, which is our local hockey shop. They're mm-hmm. hooking me up with uh, b- between them, Bauer, Marsblade, and Conics. Like, not even to give them a plug, but they just—it's been a little bit of an event coordinating between four different groups uh, to get like the perfect skate and perfect wheel for this event, which is important. I mean, it's 96 miles, so it's not like just playing yeah. an hour long roller hockey game. Like I'm going to be in these things for a long time. So I got to make sure I'm comfortable and I'm not ruining my feet and ankles, but yeah, we, we finally got it all figured out. So I've, I'm going to have my, uh, my, my Bauer boot, my bar- Mars blade chassis, which is really nice because the rocker that's in it. I don't know if how many listeners use Mars blade, but it's really nice because the rocker that's in it actually like, kind of makes it a little easier for me to skate, um, which will be good. And then Conics is hooking me up with these really fast wheels, which will be great. And hopefully, hopefully that'll get me from start to finish. <laughs> Before we kind of change topics and what, what's the, like the game plan that day? Are you going to be, can we follow along in your story that day? Where can we kind of check that stuff out during that? Yeah. Crazy- so the 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 best like live updates is probably going to come from my uh my twitter feed um and the coyotes will be like sharing that and retweeting stuff um they'll they'll do some updates here and there but it won't be quite as frequent so if you're in arizona you want to come out say hi we're not really having anybody skate with me just because if somebody falls like I'm not stopping. So <laughs> uh, we're, we're yeah. telling people like, please don't try to skate with me for safety reasons. Yeah. Um, but if you just want to come out, say hi, hold up a sign. Like I'd, I'd love to see people come out and, and support the cause and I'll probably need it, especially at like mile 50 and on. So yeah, just check in with my Twitter feed. Uh, and then I think we're, we're obviously going to 
showcase it toward the end of the day as I get a little closer on the Coyotes feed. But that'll be the best way to follow along. The day is going to be start at Phoenix Children's Hospital. And then for Arizona listeners, it's going to be uh, AZ Ice Arcadia, Ice Den Chandler, AZ Ice Gilbert, a Coyotes Community Ice Center. Uh, oh, man. Oceanside. You get all of this, Danny. Yeah. Uh, Ice Den Scottsdale. AZ Ice Peoria and then end at Gila. So it's going to be, it's going to be a long day. It's insane. Yeah. Arcadia, my old stomping grounds. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, even not to, to kind of bring it even more down, but Jim Rogers just passed away too. I want to give some love to that guy. He uh, did a lot, not only for me, but for the game of hockey in, in our state. So huge shout out to him and he just passed away as well. So lots yeah, of good people in the state of Arizona were losing, but their memories will definitely live on forever. And so, one more time before we kind of switch gears, I want to tell the people again, like what the day is, what the time is and start day. And- yep. January 23rd, it's a Saturday. I'll probably start about seven in the morning, uh, mountain time here in Arizona. And then uh, planning, hopefully if all goes well, I'll end around seven at night. And if anybody wants to learn more, go donate. You can go to ArizonaCoyotes.com slash skaten, uh, no G at the end, skaten for yeah. F-O-R Layton. Um, so please go check that out and we would love any support we can get. Love that. Yeah. We'll link that stuff. Um, make sure we spread the word even more, but if you're sitting there and you're listening and you're like, gosh, this girl has such a nice voice. Uh, you're right. <laughs> and the coyotes, the coyotes also Hopefully are they're that. saying that <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's talk about that. You just got a, a big promotion, third woman in, in broadcast history, I believe, um, to join, um, one of my favorite teams. I did. I did swear allegiance to the Wild. Now that I live in Minnesota, but uh, hopefully, too many of my buddies back home uh, oh, hear that. Just kidding, just kidding. But um, let's talk about that. Like you're you're jumping on the radio. You're you're doing some color. Fill us in. Yeah. So I'm going to be uh, our our new uh, radio color analyst, uh, which is going to be a, a, an entirely new adventure for me. You know, I, I think the thing, so when this initially got presented to me, gosh, probably over the summer, toward the end of the summer, uh, you know, Biz has been our color analyst and he is very colorful, as everybody knows, Paul Bissonette. But, you know, he's obviously got a lot going on with uh, Spit and Chicklets and all the other things he's doing in the media world. So he was kind of ready to move on. So the the spot was open and I was honored that they even considered asking me if I'd want to do it. And you know, it's interesting. Like I never, I never really had, um, you know, this dream of going into broadcasting, but I, any time that they've asked me to, whether it's, you know, do a radio interview, whether it's to do a phone interview, uh, a video interview, like whatever it is, um, I've always really enjoyed it. And uh, through just the Olympic training process, you know, we, we went through a lot of media training. Um, just to make sure, you know, we don't say something stupid on the national stage or international stage, I should say. So, yeah. So I think I just, I got really comfortable with it and they felt like I'd be able to do the job and hopefully do it well. We'll find out tonight, opening night for the Coyotes. But yeah, so I'm, I'm super excited and it's going to be certainly a learning curve, but everything I've been told is that, you know, you can, you can practice all you want, but this is one of those things that you got to just jump into the fire and, uh, and go for it. And, and that's how you learn it. So I'm really excited. 
That's awesome. Congratulations. I actually, I heard a rumor that the coyotes found you from our podcast and that we're getting a finder's fee. <laughs> I, don't I don't know if there's truth to that or not, but uh, no, yeah, that's you guys can exciting. be my talent agent. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Danny's, Danny's looking for a cut here. So just kidding. He, uh, no, but in all seriousness, like I, I love it. Congratulations. That's so exciting. Making another career path. And so that, that brings up a topic that I'm always super interested in that I'm hoping that we can kind of dive into more this year on the podcast, but something that's super interesting to me and, and hopefully to the listeners too, is people that make a living in hockey, like outside of playing hockey. Right. So whenever people think about like, you know, like I'm going to be in the NHL playing as a hockey player. Right. And there's only a fortunate few that get to do that, but the game is so great that there's so many different paths. And so like seeing someone like yourself making a career at the NHL level, like it, with this opportunity is such a cool thing. I, in my opinion, I, I think it's so, so awesome that you're doing that. And, and I think it, it opens people's eyes to like, there's other things beyond just on ice being a player that can still keep you and get involved in the game you love and you can build a career around. And so yeah. could you maybe walk us through a little bit um, about like, you know, what that job in, is going to entail for you or what kind of your expectations of, of throughout the season and, you know, whether you're on air, off air, the preparation, what does that job look like? Yeah. So the interesting thing about this is uh, my, my other job responsibilities are not going away. Um, so I'm actually kind of working two full-time jobs this season, uh, which is going to be an adventure, I'm sure. But um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see, you know, it's, it's obviously there's some prep work. I've got my game notes on my desk. I got to review and make sure, uh, you know, it's little things, right? Like making sure you you know, everybody's number, you know, how to pronounce everybody's name. There's a lot of, a lot of European names that are a little tricky and can, uh, can trip you up. So, you know, it's, it's those types of small things that you got to prepare, um, making sure that, you know, when you can go in and checking out morning skate, get an idea of how the guys are looking, who's looking sharp, who's maybe looking a little flat. So, yeah. And then, you know, once you're up in the booth, it's, it's, it's action time. And, um, you know, the nice thing about what I get to do is I I'm not the play-by-play -play person. So I really get to pick and choose when I insert my opinions and my comments, it's not like I have to be talking the whole time. And sometimes you don't want to be talking the whole time. Uh, you you want to be selective so that when you say something, it's actually valuable for the listeners. So yeah, but I think to your point, as far as, you know, having having different career paths, it's so true. I think one of the things there's kind of two ways you can go about it. And if you want to be in sports, whether it's the NHL or any professional sports, these are highly, highly sought after jobs because there's so many people who love sports and, and so many people who play sports. So to be able to work in pro sports is a dream for a lot of people. I'll kind of use myself and my brother actually as the contrast. So I am sort of like your jack of all trades. So I've worked full time for the team and I've now had four different job titles in two years. So it's it's been crazy how you know, I, 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 I kind of pride myself in being able to do a lot of different things and just being open to trying different things, right? Like not being afraid of, Hey, you want to throw me in a marketing role? Yeah, I'll go for it. Hey, you want to throw me in a broadcasting role? Yeah, I'll go for it. Like I just, uh, I don't what, shy away from that. Lizzie, what were those four jobs that you've done in the last couple of years with coyotes? <clears throat> so I started as a, a, an ambassador for the program um, and an advisor to our CEO and then shifted into kind of the, the president of our girls hockey association um, which I still do that's kind of been my study is the girls hockey stuff and then uh, went into a marketing strategy manager and then most recently technically one of my titles still is 
director of external engagements. So just getting people out in the community excited about what we're doing. And then now this uh, radio color analyst job. So there've been a lot of titles. So that's me, right? Like that's, that's kind of like jack of all trades, um, just trying everything. The other route that you can go if you want to work in pro sports is getting super specialized and very good at what you do. And that's my, that's my younger brother, Wes. So Wes is a phenomenal videographer editor. He obviously has hockey knowledge. He can skate, so he can actually film when he's out on the ice. So he got a job about a year and a half ago with the team and is one of our videographers. And, you know, this is a kid who dreamed about being in the NHL someday. Now he's on the private charter jet flying around with the NHL players. Like just, I mean, he's with them every single day. He's literally in the bubble right now with these guys um, or kind of the the pseudo bubble. So, yeah, I mean, there's so many opportunities in sports, but I think you got to kind of, kind of be, you got to be good at what you do, obviously, because they're, they're highly sought out, but yeah, you certainly don't have to be an NHL player to work for the NHL. Did he, uh, did he make those skating for Leighton videos? Is that him or no? He did. He did. Gosh, that's good work. I have to yeah. give him a call. Yeah, uh, you should. He, uh, have him on here. He's, he's an awesome kid and such a hard worker. So before we switch to what you're doing with girls hockey and how like I have a three-year-old daughter and she's going to be at every one of your camps because of what you do. Um, but <laughs> before we get to that, like when you were talking about how you're preparing for like tonight's opening night in the NHL, we're filming this, uh, well, not opening night, opening night for the Coyotes where you'll be uh, working, obviously. The way you spoke about it, like hockey is the only sport, in my opinion, that mirrors life, right? Like you get into the corner, you you get knocked down, you either get up or you get ran over, right? Yeah. And every other sport, like you get knocked down, whistle goes, reset, let's try it again. Um, everybody kind of waits till everyone's ready. And, and hockey is like the exact opposite. Like it is life. How, how much do you think like hockey, like you played at Harvard, you played for the U.S. Olympics, do you not, and maybe you disagree, but do you not think that prepared you for like this role as a color analysis? Like you're, you're going to crush it because of, because of that background, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I definitely feel prepared. And I, I think one of the coolest things, so like our, for the most part, our broadcast team is all men, you know, you got Tyson Nash, you got uh, Matt McConnell, you got uh, Bob Heathouse, like they are, they are phenomenal people. And I've known them for, you know, a while now, and we've had multiple conversations and we'll talk shop, we'll talk hockey, we'll talk locker room stuff, like all those things. And the respect I feel from those guys about, you know, my playing career and my hockey knowledge, I mean, they talk to me no different than they would talk to Shane Doan. And that's, to me, really powerful. And one of the reasons I took this job, like, I wouldn't have done this if I didn't feel like, you know, my my colleagues in this space didn't respect my opinion and respect my hockey know-how. So, um, yeah, like the fact that I, I've, I've earned that respect from them, I think definitely reinforces that idea. Like you said that, um, you know, this is something I've been doing and studying my entire life through, you know, Harvard Olympics and even before that in my youth career. So I definitely feel prepared in that way. I think, you know, I think the biggest challenges for me are going to be the small things. It's going to be, you know, the cadence of, of radio, right? Like getting Uh to know your, your play-by-play guy and, and how you guys work together. Um, it's going to be, like I said earlier, right, learning everybody's name. There's especially this year where it's such a short season and I'm sure there's going to be people coming in and out of the, the taxi squad. You're going to have to learn a lot of different names that normally you maybe wouldn't have. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the hockey stuff, like, I feel I feel super confident in that. And, um, you know, there's definitely been some, some haters on uh, social media about me being a woman and not understanding the game. But, 
um, I just block all that out because I know what I know. And I, I know that I, I can, I can talk about NHL hockey. Good for you. That's awesome. There's always uh, lots of tough guys behind keyboards out there. So <laughs> keep, uh, keep doing what you're doing. I'm, I'm a big fan and I know Danny is too. So I'm, I'm excited to see you excel at this because I, 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 no doubt it'll be a, it'll be a home run for you. So, well, let's, let's switch gears here, Lindsay. Let's talk about what I also know you're super passionate about based on their last conversation earlier in the podcast episodes. Um, and that's growing the game, specifically growing the, the girls hockey side of the game. So clue us into what is going on in your world as far as growing the game for the girls side of, of hockey. Yeah. So we, uh, like I said, I'm president of the Arizona Kachinas, which is uh, our girls association here. Um, and it's actually the only girls hockey association in the state. Um, and also the only girls hockey association that the Arizona Coyotes actually like run and manage. Um, so we're trying to give these girls just a top notch experience. Um, last year we had nine teams this year, we had 12, uh, next year we're shooting to have 14 or 15. So we're, we're constantly looking at growth and trying to make this, uh, you know, we want this to be a premier, uh, spot in the country for girls hockey development. And so we've been really fortunate in that we've for for the most part we've had a fairly regular season here in Arizona these girls have had a lot of time to develop um they've been able to practice they've been able to play which has been fantastic but yeah I mean I think I think one of the the highlights of this year was we partnered up with a group called Hill Hockey uh they were building a rink in Mesa Arizona and we ended up working with them to become the primary tenant and uh get all the like advertising rights with them so it's now called coyotes community ice center and the arizona kachinas are the primary tenant in there and it's the first time in arizona's history that any girls program has truly had a home and they're not bouncing around just getting whatever extra ice is available like they get the prime time 6 30 p.m slots right they get the prime time game slots um, and we don't feel like, you know, the ugly stepsister anymore. So that I think has probably been our proudest accomplishment this year is, is getting that done. We, we owe a lot to, you know, our, our ownership group and our leadership group at the Coyotes to help us get that done. Um, and that is, that has been an absolute game changer for what we're going to be able to do in the future for girls hockey. So, um, and, and it's been really cool too, because like, that's uncommon anywhere. Like I have people reaching out from Boston saying like, this is so cool. I can't believe you guys have this. I mean, it's, it's rare, no matter where you are in the country for the girls to have their own facility. Kendall coin Schofield reached out and, and sent me a really nice note about it. Like, it's just, it's, it's really cool to see, you know, from where we started five, six years ago, with just an idea about all this stuff we wanted to do. And now all this hard work later, it's, it's paying off. It's been, um, it's been really cool. And, um, one other thing that we started up that, uh, this is gonna, you know, probably start affecting some of the groups in your area, Pete is the, uh, the WGHL. So we helped kind of co-found, uh, the Western girls hockey league this season. I'm, I'm serving as president for this year. I don't know if I always will, but essentially what the problem we were finding is out West, a lot of these girls hockey programs, they, they don't, they're a lot of times they're the only program in their state like us. So these older teams, their only option in state is to play against boys high school teams. And like, that's not fun for some of these girls, like go out playing against 15 year old guys or even worse, playing against like 12 year olds when they're 16, just to like even it out. 
So we thought, okay, how can we create something that's sustainable, something where these girls can like not have to travel across the country to play. So this year the league started up. It's us, uh, Colorado teams, Utah teams, uh, New Mexico teams, uh, Idaho teams. And I've got uh, some teams in Montana itching to get into it. We're going to hopefully when California opens back up, we'll get them into it. Uh, Pacific Northwest teams. And we really just want to build this like solid foundation for a league where these girls, they don't have to fly to New York. They don't have to fly to Boston. They, they can, they can get really good competition here locally. So that's something else that, that we're super proud of. That's exciting stuff. I mean, for both of those things, I didn't, I didn't even realize you'd started a whole league to support it, but uh, you know, what a, what an accomplishment to get that home arena. I mean, what a difference maker that is. It, it, you have that home, it gives you the foundation to keep building from, which is fantastic. So and I think it'll be successful. And I think you're going to have other um, associations looking at that as, as a model, which will be, is exciting that, you know, imitation is the greatest form of flattery, right? So you're probably going to have yeah. a few, a uh, few new, new programs sprouting up, which is great because the girls game is exploding in popularity and growth and uh, being able to support that growth is a good thing. So I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I also talked to you offline here and learn more about it because girls hockey is growing up in my neck of the woods. And I know that these girls are looking for more opportunities to, to play, um, you know, against like, like-minded competition, you know, so uh, that's exciting yeah. stuff growing the game. Yeah. I love it. Thank you. Yeah, we're we're trying. You're in Missoula, right? I'm in I'm in Bozeman, Montana. Oh, you're in uh, Bozeman. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I I bounce all over the state, and I spend a lot of time in Missoula. But I'm I'm based out of home. You know, home is in Bozeman. Um, but okay. you know, girls hockey. There's a few There's a few folks in in Missoula that have done a really nice job over the last five to seven years growing girls hockey there. I think they're fielding girls only squirt teams that are playing in the boys divisions right now, and. Um, they're growing pretty quickly. Um, and that's kind of the hub of girls hockey in Montana. And, yep. um, you know, it's growing in Bozeman as well. And they're trying to give more opportunities for different, different girls across the state, which is a good thing. Yeah. I mean, and that's my passion. Like I just, I love, you know, obviously like the Boston's, the New York's, uh, Minnesota's like, they're always gonna, they're always gonna have their hockey, right? Like they're always going to continue to grow, but um, you know, I, I know for a fact, like there's, there's people in Vegas, like girls hockey players in Vegas who listen to you guys. And, um, I just, I, I have such a passion for the kind of non-traditional, um, girls hockey markets that are just sort of in their infancy. And yeah, I mean, you, you speaking about us being a model, I just hope we can, I hope that we can prove like, Hey man, if we can, if we can create something this big and this special in the desert, then we can replicate that in Montana. We can replicate that in Seattle, um, New Mexico, wherever it is. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we definitely hope to, to serve that purpose. And anyone who's listening who wants some support or some guidance, I'm, I'm always happy to help where I can. And, you know, we're, we're not trying to hide any trade secrets. We want to make sure that, that we're helping everybody out. Good for you. That's awesome. I'm excited to see... Uh... I'm excited to see a couple of the upcoming milestones I'm sure are just not too far off in a couple of seasons where the, you know, that first girl coming out of your program gets a D one scholarship and that, that first girl that gets the invite to the national program and, you know, start becoming, you know, hitting those milestones will do nothing, but just accelerate that growth too. So I'm, I'm sure how, what do you think? A couple, a couple more years till that those girls get a little older, the ones you've been working with the last few seasons. They yeah, come we'll, up see. The pipe. we'll see our, our 14 U group is really strong. Um, our 16 U team has some really strong players too so um they're actually 
first in in the WGHL. So that's going up against, you know, tier two programs throughout Colorado who have been established for a long time. So that's we're proud of that. We actually have our our tier one application. in. so so hopefully we'll have a couple tier one teams next year, which would be huge for Arizona. So, yeah, we'll see. I think it's I don't think it's as far off as uh, we once thought. I, I think it's been accelerated and that's it's it's super exciting to see. Yeah. And then I saw one girl just committed to Colorado state, right? Is that, yep. so it's uh, I mean, that's ACHA division one, right? So it's uh, it's right around the corner and good for, I think her name is Madeline. I don't know. How do you say her last name? Girton? Girton. Yeah. 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 So we've had, we've had a, a number of uh, ACHA D one commits. Um, we've had a couple D three NCAA. Uh, we haven't gotten our D one yet, but I, I, I feel really confident that it's going to be someone on uh one of these 14 or 16 U teams for sure. Plus like, aren't all the coaches division one, like, Aaron, like a lot Aaron of it. Yeah. Team, right. Aaron yep. went to you. Um, who Katie played McGovern. Yeah. McGovern. Uh, yeah. We've, we've had a number of, we've had a number of D three coaches. I think that's, what's really cool about our program is, you know, we've had somebody play at every division of mm-hmm. women's college hockey. Um, and then we've had women play in the NWHL had women play you know obviously with me in the olympics and it's i think that's been one of the coolest things it's just like we have so many resources for these girls and and for the most part they're all local like these are all women who grew up in arizona just like them and so it just i think gives these girls a reason to dream and a reason to believe that they can do it too absolutely as we kind of start to wrap it up like one somehow i got to convince my wife to move back to arizona so we can get my daughter in the program (laughs) two what kind, of, what kind of advice would you have specifically for a young female hockey player that's like, I love hockey so much, um, I know, and I not only want to play at a high level, but I want to make a career out of it. What kind of advice would you have for that? I know it's kind of putting you on the spot, but. That's <clears throat> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think just make sure you're always open-minded, right? Like the, the reality of the women's professional game is you're, you're not making these like, big big money salaries right like it's just we're not quite there yet I don't know when we're going to get there hopefully it's sooner rather than later so I always tell girls you know it was my mindset when I was going into college like make sure that you you strive to play college hockey get your college degree um be open-minded to any and all opportunities like when I first started my career I don't even know if I'd call it a career at that point. Like I literally ran like a couple camps. I was making like less than minimum wage when you added it all up at the end of the year. And, and I'm sure you guys can kind of relate to that. Like, but I was just like grinding and trying to do whatever I could. I was saying yes to every opportunity that came in front of me. And um, so we tell a lot of our high school girls that, right? Like if there's a volunteer opportunity to get on the ice and give back, do it. If you have an opportunity to get out of your comfort zone, whether that's, you know, being interviewed for the Kachinas, like do it. Just just say yes as much as you can. Um, meet as many people as you can in the hockey space. And um, that's going to create a lot of amazing opportunities for you. Yeah, absolutely. It's great advice. I'm going to make sure my daughter hears that when she's old enough to retain that kind of stuff. So, <laughs> um, yeah, we appreciate you coming on. I know you know this from last time, but... Before camera, thanks you, which obviously I thank you as well. But would you mind giving us, giving us a unless is there or I guess any final thoughts, closing words before we tie it up with the let's go? I don't think so, man. Got to get me up to Mankato. 
Yes, absolutely. It's in the works. <laughs> We're doing, uh, it's actually in the works for sure. So I just got to perfect. find some time to, to connect with you on that. I've uh, already asked enough favors of you. So I've got that on the back burner. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, we, I'd uh, be honored. For sure. We'll, we'll get you out here. Um, we appreciate you. Thank you so much. And yeah, how about a let's go? Let's go. Nice. All right. Lindsay Fry, thank you so much for coming on today. It was awesome to catch back up with you. Congratulations on the new job. Uh, and, and let's circle back on, on Skate with Layton. How can everybody uh, that wants to get in touch with you or support the cause, how can they, uh, how can they do that? Yeah. Fastest way, go to ArizonaCoyotes.com. We've got it all over the website. Um, if you remember it, ArizonaCoyotes.com slash skating for Layton. We'll take you right to that page. Um, and if you're still lost, you can, you can reach out to me on social media and I will, uh, I'll try to get back to you with the link as fast as I can. Awesome. Well, we'll, we'll put that info in the, in the show notes so people can find it and uh, best of luck with your, uh, with your skate, stay hydrated, stay loose, <laughs> have some fun. And uh, we appreciate you coming on again. That was awesome. Catching up with you. Awesome. Thanks. Liz. Thanks guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Lindsay Fry. Fellow Arizona native, um, can't say that enough, but um, I'm just so proud of one of our own doing big things. And so super, super grateful and thankful to have you on the Let's Go Hockey podcast. Um, yeah, thank you. We will jump into our three stars. Coach, I know you wanted to get all over this one. So what, what do you got for us here? Third star. I also want us to thank Lindsay, but you, you thanked her a lot, but I'm going to throw it in there too. Thanks for coming on here. But third star, um, I'm going to go with growing the game. You know, we talked a lot about that in the first episode. We touched on it on this one. Um, and I'm going to look at it from the fact that, you know, Lindsay, in my eyes, like she's doing good things and building up girls hockey in Arizona and not only Arizona, but we talked about the new league that she's the president of and getting more opportunity for more people. And I think the takeaway there is, um, you know, the, the, the kind of the term growing the game is all good and great, but uh, the takeaway here in me is, is looking a little bit more beneath the surface and thinking that, you know, what they're doing is kind of pioneering some things. And just because something doesn't exist, doesn't mean it shouldn't exist. And I think that, you know, Lindsay is helping create a model in the Kachinas where they're, they're getting their own home arena and they're building a league that they can come and be a part of. And they're, and they're growing with the hopes that they're going to be a national force in, you know, tier one hockey in the coming years. And I think that, you know, the takeaway for that, whether you're boys hockey or girls hockey or whatever, or even just outside of hockey is, is I love the kind of the entrepreneurialism of what she does in that it's not just going forward with the status quo of like, this is what we've got and this is what, how we're going to do it, but it's always pushing the envelope and building more and trying to improve things. Even if that thing hasn't really existed yet, but saying, you know what, here's, here's a solution I want to provide and an opportunity I want to provide for these girls and these players. And let's, let's figure out how to make it happen. And I love that figure it out mentality. So that's my third star is that grow the game, just figure it out how to do it, uh, push forward and make it happen. So Second star, I'm going to lean on the business of hockey where Lindsay talk about non-traditional, right? She has forged a career path, you know, from Arizona to the NHL through women's hockey. And now she's working, you know, she's building a, you know, an illustrious career and she's earlier in her career still, and she's already accomplished so much. So I think that she's a great example to look at that. If you truly love 
the game or you're passionate about hockey or anything, but if you're passionate about hockey, like there is a place for you in the game and it doesn't have to be a professional hockey player. Like if you can be a professional hockey player, that's fantastic, but there's only a fortunate few that really get to that level. And even if you don't get to get paid to put pucks in the net or make saves or, or make the hit or whatever, block shots. Yeah. You're a big shot blocker, even with your face sometimes. Right. Um, (laughs) the, uh, but I think that's the takeaway is that Lindsay just truly loved the game and she loved being a part of the game and she's passionate about it. And she's turned that passion for the game into, uh, a very viable career path. And I think that there's, she's got a couple, I mean, she listed off her different roles with the coyotes and, you know, the different pieces of the game that she's been involved with in her, her young career. And, I think that's a really cool uh, example of, of making it in the game. And, and that's uh, it's worth people thinking about that. If you really love the game enough, there's, there's a way for you to make, you know, carve out your niche in the game and make a living in it. If, if that's what you really desire to do. So that's my second star, Danny first star. Uh, what do you have? Yeah. Number one star of the night, Lindsay Fry. It's, it's just like the impact you're having on the hockey world. Honestly, it's, it's obviously skating for Leighton. And if you haven't checked that out by now, I'm sure you're, you've already checked it out if you listen this far. Um, but go to go to phoenixcoyotes.com, um, check or arizonacoyotes.com, sorry, um, and check that out because it's phenomenal. This girl's skating over 90 miles um, to raise some Monday money. And if you've, if you've ever skated for like an hour, think about how your feet feel. And so this will be a long day for her. But I've got no doubt that she doesn't make it um, unless something something absolutely crazy happens. But um, that's that's number one. Uh, Layton was a, a very special person to the Arizona community, and she always will be. She's played more NHL games than me, so I got to give her some credit there. Um, and yeah, I'm just how powerful it is for for that young of a girl to go through that strong of a fight our heart of a fight, whatever you want to call it, and still be able to have the impact she's having on the world, like she's changed a lot of people's lives. Right. And she had to fight for her life and she was not even 10 yet. And so it's, uh, it's definitely impactful for a lot of people. And so Leighton, Lindsay, you, you girls are uh, changing a lot of lives. So before I start tearing up, we got to kind of move on here. So thank you, Lindsay doing big things. We appreciate it. Any final thoughts, coach? What I, I do want to talk before we close about your mighty Mike camps that you're doing, cause those things are phenomenal, but do you have any closing thoughts on, um, on the, on the Lindsay Fry episode. I just enjoyed catching back up with Lindsay. Uh, like I said, at the beginning at the intro, um, the theme theme for today was all about positivity in the game and just great people doing great things. And I think Lindsay personifies that for our game. And so it's just awesome to catch up with her. She's a good person. I like, I, uh, I like just watching how successful she is with just her passion leading the way. It's, it's really a great example. Um, so I think she's a role model for a lot of girls and boys out there that want to keep going forward. So yeah. positivity in the game. So I, I like, I love what Lindsay's doing. So good to catch up with her, but that's all I got. Speaking of positivity, let's hear about these camps. Tell people, and I, I've, I've been biting at you every day to get you to do <laughs> in Minnesota. So um, what, uh, what are you doing for these young kids that, I mean, you gotta, they gotta be falling even more in love with the game. Right. So, yeah. So that's, uh, I've been doing some camps and clinics. Like traditionally I work with older kids coaching a college team and coaching, uh, you know, aspiring college players is kind of my niche that, that probably 12 to 16 is kind of my, my sweet spot with these kids. And then, and then during the season, my college team, but something new this year is, is I just saw a void in my local area where, 
I wanted to get younger kids on the ice. And a big part of that is that my oldest boy is five, right? So like he's in the termite hockey, he's playing six U hockey. And so what I ended up doing is creating this program called mighty mites. And, um, you know, it's probably not the most original name in the world, but the, what it ties into is that it's a superhero themed tra- uh, training camp, all focusing, and I say it's focusing on the fundamentals of hockey. And it's all about just getting these kids fun, 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 excited and fired up to come to the rink, tons of puck touches, tons of like ABCs of hockey, like agility, balance, coordination, tons of skating, and it's time on ice. We're doing it one weekend a month. So it's an hour Saturday, hour Sunday once a month, every month throughout the course of the season. And it's for players eight and under. So it's mites and termites. And the kicker on this is that the kids all get capes and masks and a check-in packet with superhero stickers and a superhero Jersey. And, and then on top of it, I've got a bunch of my, mostly it's my college kids that play for me for Montana state university. So I got a bunch of college level players who put on and myself included put on full body superhero costumes you know, Superman, Batman, Flash. What's your hero? What are you? My go-to is uh, Superman. And the reason for this, you'll laugh, the reason for this is that it has a full cape that covers my backside so you can't see my wedgie. Love it. That's why I go with Superman. Batman's my other, my backup, because Batman has a cape too. The other guys don't have capes. I leave that for the college kids. (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah it's all about fun we get the kids fired up and it's kind of silly and and we just don't take ourselves too seriously and the whole goal behind it is just to get the kids more time on ice more puck touches and and even more than that just get them fired up to come to the rink you know something different something exciting and just try to help them love the game at a young age so that's what we do awesome coach well thank you everybody for listening make sure you go check out hockey wolf uh make sure you check out um some different things that we got kind of going, but most importantly, show us some love, uh, hit that like button, smash that like button, do whatever you got to do. And that's all I got coach. We can tie a bow on this one. What do you say? I say, let's go. Let's go. And that's another episode of the let's go hockey podcast. One last massive thank you to Lindsay for coming on the show. Make sure that you scroll down and support everything that she's doing in the description below. You'll find all of that information. So give it a click, go give her a follow, make sure that you support all of the great things that she is doing. Finally, we want to make sure we thank our sponsors, Tech Tour Shields. Don't forget to visit them at techtorshields.com. That's T-E-K-T-O-R-S-H-I-E-L-D-S. And use the promo code Let's Go 10. That's the number 10 at the end. Don't spell out T-E-N. It's just a one and a zero. So make sure you visit them. Get yourself a three pack of their face masks and get on the ice and make sure that you stay safe. And finally, we cannot forget HockeyWolf.com. Go visit HockeyWolf for all of your needs on ice, off the ice. Please pay them a visit. That's H-O-C-K-E-Y-W-O-L-F.com. The website's great. They got everything that you need. And they also have the best team sales services in all of North America. Go visit HockeyWolf.com. Go support them because they support us just like you support us. So thank you for listening to another episode of the Let's Go Hockey podcast. And we'll see you next week.